is cannibalization of, of repeat products in a brand is again as the catalog grows you have your top seller with the top ad spot all of a sudden you're launching new slight variations that probably have like the same exact keywords like well, wait but we don't want to overstep our top seller that's that's locking down that keyword Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Schellerud, and today I'm really excited to have Lucas Kwiatkowski on the guest. Uh, Lucas, we had you before as a guest. It was an awesome discussion. Happy to have you back again. Yeah, thanks, Joe. It's, it's been great to, to be back. So I know we're you know definitely we're talking in the holiday season here. We'll have some more stuff to talk about as last time we connected was in summer so I'm, I'm happy to be here yeah yeah so for people who aren't familiar with you or weren't able to catch the latest episode or the last episode that you did can you give people a quick intro yeah so lucas kwiatowski uh, my agency's name is nomads and we are you know we're more much more of a hands-on agency so what people are usually finding me lately has been through youtube and what I've been doing is just launching a lot of real live walkthroughs of me handling accounts, going through advanced PPC stuff. So we are a very hands-on agency. I'm still hands-on in the PPC myself. And that's why you know I like talking with you because we can really go through a lot more advanced tactics on what we're seeing and kind of what we've been improving on these, these past few months. Yep. Yep. I love it. And even before we get into the interview, so if you haven't checked out Lucas on YouTube, definitely do it. Ton of awesome videos. So a lot of great stuff there. So make sure you're, you're subscribing and following Lucas as we go. Um, so, so some key topics that we wanted to talk about, you know, in previous episodes, we've really covered like, you know, cost per click has been going up on the Amazon platform overall. So if we look at like a cost that can obviously impact it, but it can also impact tacos overall. And so Lucas, I, I wanted your take on kind of what you're seeing in the space right now and how that's impacting tacos, how you typically look at an overall seller's business and their advertising and how it relates and how this all ties in. Yep. Yeah, so we've had a, a lot of a lot of big conversations with big brands this holiday season, right? Starting in November and December, cost per clicks were going through the roof, and then a lot of the bigger brands, you know, doing over ten million a year, they're ex some of them are expecting their tacos to stay the same, and you know they're they're telling us to dial spend down because tacos is too high, and basically the conversation we had with them is. You know, if you're going to keep your same metrics year over year, your same ACOS goals, same tacos goals, it's, it's going to be very difficult to grow. So we know that, you know, Amazon's getting more competitive, cost per clicks are going up. You need to kind of have an, an incremental change in your tacos goals. Sure, sure. And yeah. I think it's, it's kind of twofold there. So with these bigger brands is, you know, one thing, if they're in a competitive space, their tacos is going to go up just based on cost per clicks. But also as you launch new products, that's the biggest thing too, is that, you know, these guys are doubling their catalogs year over year. Sure. And then they're also expecting tacos to stay the same. So we always just, just kind of bring them back and say, you know, realize that every product has kind of a PPC life cycle where when you launch it, you know, tacos is much higher. You got to spend it, you got to kickstart it. And then as it, as it kind of settles down, it can, sure, it can get to a healthy, healthier tacos. But that's why there's so many fluctuations because there's just so many things always changing. 
Yeah. So what do, you, what do you think are the, some of the key drivers? Like we've speculated on it, but I'd love to get your take on it too. Why are we seeing CPCs continuing to go up and tacos continuing to go up? Yeah. So, I mean, first off, and I don't want to get too into this, but first off is all of the inventory issues. So, and cause I think what a lot of people do is, you know, once they, they go out of stock and then come back in th- their CPCs are higher, right? They kind of need to regain their sure. spots. So that's one thing. We'll kind of leave it at there. Try not to talk about inventory. But I think just this time of year, what happens is a lot of new sellers, they come in and they get all those, you know, those emails from Amazon saying, you know, push sponsored brands, push this. And they come in and they, they bid $10 on keywords. Sure. And it just, it just influences the whole market. So we'll see that too. We'll be, you know, top of search for a lot of keywords. And then all of a sudden, a week before Cyber Monday, there's a, some brand new sellers at the very top of search. We're just jacking up cost per click. So I think that that definitely causes a lot of issues there. Sure. Yep. I always get that question too. Like, you know, we see cost per click go really high for some of these more like, even more like general search terms too, where, you know, conversion yeah. rate is not going to be as solid. And you have sellers ask like, how can anybody afford to pay this? <laughs> and I, I think the answer is for quite a few people, they can't, <laughs> but they're temporarily bidding that high. And then somebody else will come over and then over time they'll realize like, man, I can't afford this, but somebody else will then come in and do the same thing. And overall, you just get this rotation for some of these top spots, whether it's people trying to rank or launch new products or just get rid of old inventory. But it's tough for those people who are really trying to build sustainable brands to continue to try to compete against that. Right. And that's what I think. It's it's a lot of people say if they're launching a new brand or, you know, like a new gift brand, right? They're saving all of their ad spend for these two months. Sure. So we've even... You know, when I first started, we could go crazy on gift keywords, and that was a huge part of PPC. But now over the past few years, sure, we, I mean, we definitely set up some gift campaigns, and but those keywords have just been crazy expensive, and it's honestly not worth it, you know, to be at top of search for them. So instead, to kind of combat this tacos, you know, we, we let the competitors maybe get the top of search, and then we just bid on their ASIN. Because, sure. right, maybe going after ASIN targeting for sponsored display or sponsored products has been, it's kind of, you know, letting them get that expensive click. And then we kind of piggyback off of them and put all of our spend directly on their listing. Sure. So when you're looking at different brands and analyzing, like, I know a lot of people kind of latch on to ACOS overall, and it's pretty easy to understand the margin that you give up on any of your advertising sales. But if you look at overall tacos, like, how do you typically slate, like, what is a good spot to be or analyze? How do we move this up or down? How do you control to that? Yeah. So I, you know, I, I hate putting, giving specific numbers, sure. but I feel like I just, I tell people a lot of the times, you know, every product has a different life cycle in its Amazon journey. Sure. So when you launch a new product, I don't care if you're a brand new brand or an established brand that tacos is going to be high. Let's, let's say 20%. Sure. Right. And what you got to know, you got to have a budget you're willing to spend on that new product to you know, get reviews to get it to kind of kickstart it. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you know, established products they're they've been selling for years is that tacos is like, you know, your profit margin, right? And you know sure. what you want to be at. And that's what I think a lot of people forget is they look at tacos as, as one number as a brand. But if, over the past year, if you've doubled your catalog, sure. Half of it is new. Half of it is established. That's why your tacos is going to go up. So 
we always try to drop, drive the conversation even more on like a more of an ASIN level. Sure. Right. Saying like, hey, you know, our best seller is super healthy, but this new product, we're trying to push it. That's where all of the tacos increase is coming from. Yeah. Yeah. I'm smiling because I am in full <laughs> agreement. It's really dependent on where the product is at. Like, so if I have this established product that's been a market leader for the last five years, I don't need to be as aggressive as a new product that I'm trying to launch and get reviews and establish those initial sales. Tacos is going to be much higher for those products that are in the initial launch stages versus those established products. And then it's also really dependent on the category you're in too. Like in the supplement space, my tacos is going to be a lot higher, but you know, remember when we're looking at that too, like there's the repeat purchases and lifetime value and everything else that factors in too. And so I, I, I totally agree. I feel like you have to take it to a product level. And while you can look at the account, you have to take in some of these major factors into account when trying to set that right level. Yeah, exactly. And then it's kind of, you know, knowing, knowing when to, you know, when to stop and when to kind of let, let a product go. So that's, yeah. I'm sure that's also always a conversation where, you know, if you launch new products and you, I mean, you push it for months and it's kind of not going anywhere, you're like, you know, that's fine. Let's put spend in somewhere else. Let's kind of let this do its thing sure. and just kind of move on. And then as far as established products, just wanted to, to say something that we were kind of testing this year that was interesting. So I'm sure a lot of people listening will know that 2021 Christmas was, you know, maybe not as good as 2020 Christmas, Sure. just with everything going on. Um, so going back to tacos, we had a kind of a, a moment where we were pushing, spend was going up and up and up and overall sales was, was staying flat. So we tried something, we say, Hey, let's, let's dial down spend for any keyword that we rank one to five organically, right? If we're in the top, we're ranking at the top and we know our ad spot at this is the top. Let's bring those at, let's bring those ads down. Sure. It, it went so well. So we just knew we trusted our images, trusted our SEO, trusted our organic listings and really dialed down spend and we were able to cut tacos in half, at least for the holiday season. Sure. And now that it's over, we'll, we'll push our organic keywords again. Sure. Um, so I think that's a whole conversation that a lot of people have is the whole cannibalization <laughs> yep. of ads versus organic. I, I, I don't want to tell people this is, this is always going to work, but you know, if you, if you look on your phone and look on search results and see like five of your, your own ad, right. It's just kind of, it's like, you know, what, how many ads is, is too much ads? I guess sure. that, that's kind of the question. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the one thing too, that that's always a struggle. So if you're ranking organically in your running ads with those ads, you are maintaining some of that sales velocity, which helps your organic ranking. And so in the short term, you can really cut back and you can be pretty dramatic too. And so I, I kind of like the strategy that you implemented. These are going to be some of our really high sales days anyway. Let's not, <laughs> let's not cannibalize some of the organic traffic. And so that definitely helps. The one thing that you definitely have to watch over time too is over time, does organic ranking start to drop now because you took your foot off the gas? And so it sounded like you guys were going to start advertising again to maybe, and is it a key reason to try to make sure you're maintaining that ranking or kind of give me the thought process there? Yeah, exactly. So, it, and it was just right. Taking a step back is, is seriously, we were total domination of all keywords. So, sure. so you take, you know, your top 10 keywords, you look, we'd have the headline, like both sponsored products, a video, 
and organic listings. Like, like we were everywhere all over the page. Yeah. And so it was total domination and cost per clicks kept going up. Sure. So, you know, we, we cut back on headline ads, cut back on like some video ads, right? Mm -hmm. So to kind of clarify a little bit is because, you know, sponsored products is still the main driver. Sure. So we kept a lot of those running, but it was just, you know, as PPC people, we always want to do as much as we can. Mm -hmm. But I think then we get to a point and we see like, okay, maybe this is overkill, at least for this time of year. So yes, now that the holidays are over and we know all we're doing, you know, we're, we're putting those bids back to where they were sure. to kind of lock those spots down. And this was only like a one week period. Sure. Right. It was like the very busy week of the year. Sales were still going up. And so it was it was nice to see that and kind of see that tacos stay at that very healthy level for that time. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and it's cool too. I mean, and really what we found is the only way to really figure out what the true impact is for these different ads on your organic ranking is to do tests. Like exactly what you're doing. It, you know, ideally if you could cut back advertising, it doesn't impact sales much and organic ranking stays there. It'd be awesome to be able to cut that advertising out. Tacos goes down, margin goes up, profit goes up. Everybody's happy. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, we're constantly running tests like that too. You own certain certain spots and there's times where when we cut it back now organic ranking drops now we got to ramp it back up again and just kind of yeah. count that as a hidden fee yeah it's it, it's that that's one of the tough pieces is just how that truly impacts it and is really not a good way to do it without testing it and then yeah. just yeah, yeah learning from that as you go and then i think another good thing just to t that i know i still catch a lot is cannibalization of, of repeat products in a brand. Sure. So, right. It might not happen. To everyone to say, you know, variation listings is again, as the catalog grows, you have your top seller with the top ad spot. It's been there for years. All of a sudden you're launching new slight variations that probably have like the same exact keywords. Sure. Right. And they're like, Hey, let's push this super hard. It's a new product. We want to launch it. Like, well, wait, but we don't want to overstep our top seller. That's, that's locking down that keyword. So that's something I always kind of catch myself and my team is where if we're setting up new campaigns for a keyword we're already ranking for with a new sure. product, sure. right? And again, it's, it's, it's really tough to find that balance when you have kind of repeat products and repeat keywords in your own campaigns. Sure, sure. Yeah. And, and since we're talking about cannibalization too, like, you know, we've got other strategies like retargeting or remarketing. We have repurchases now as sponsored display DSP. We can implement so many different items. So how do you look at that too? Because there's definitely can be some cannibalization where people were going to purchase no matter what. Um, but now the ad gets credit for it. Like how, how do you look at that? Yep. Right. First off, it's, it's knowing that the whole re remarketing campaigns, they need to be in a different conversation from search. Sure. Right. So, so I think a lot of people, they look at remarketing and they think it's the same kind of metrics, right? But it's more gain impressions, build the brand, right? That's the point of them. Um, all we, all we keep doing is continuing to look at the bottom line for those. So just make sure that when, when we're setting these up, right. And for you guys listening, you know, if you don't have access to DSP, even the new sponsor display campaigns, Mm -hmm. with repurchasing, with bidding by impression, right? That's what we're talking about here. Um, just making sure if you're spending on those, that overall sales are going up with it. Sure. So we've seen, I think there's a lot of times as people can um, hear about this new ad and get super excited and spend way too much money on it. And then sure. all they're doing is just spending and, and sales are staying flat. So just, just make sure that, you know, like the, the bottom line is going up 
when you're adding these new campaigns. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Because if you just look strictly at ROAS or ACOS for these new campaigns, again, you know, the, the key thing for advertising is not to get a good ACOS or ROAS. That's a metric that we look at. But the key thing that you're trying to do with advertising is drive somebody to make a purchase who wouldn't have made a purchase without that ad. <laughs> and so, like Lucas is saying, if we add in this whole new ad type, even if ROAS or ACOS looks awesome, but we don't see any overall change in sales, you're not taking a step forward. And the reason that you can get that is there could be people who they visited your listing and they're like, oh, okay, I'm going to come back. And they would have come back anyway without that ad. Um, or for like repeat purchases. So you can do repurchases now, same thing. If I've got somebody who is a loyal customer already, they're coming back. Well, I may show them my ad and then that view gets attributed to the sale, but that ad really didn't have an impact overall. Um, and so it, it's a tough thing to be able to tell and differentiate between the two. But I, I love your approach at looking at the high level metrics. Okay, let's implement this new strategy and then see, <laughs> did it truly make a difference or not? Right. And and I think I want to, something you said there was attribution, right? And that's that's the word that a lot of people, if they've only run search ads, they get a, you're not, they get a click, they get a sale. Sure. They get that immediate kind of gratification. With DSP, with retargeting, attribution is not, it's not instant, right? It's, you know, it'll take maybe, at least it takes sometimes a few days to come in and then, right, it it's, takes two weeks for that full attribution period. So it's being patient and kind of seeing that over time, seeing the impressions grow. And like you said, with, with, you know, a, a repeat purchase product, you might see that one order, but then that's a lifetime order value. So, right, it's kind of, it's buying the customer, right? It's not just buying that one order and really waiting for that attribution to go through. Yep. Yep. I agree. And it, what, what's cool is Amazon's putting out a lot of new tools like Amazon Marketing Cloud. Now we'll be able to see kind of the whole journey and get more of these upper funnel strategies and how they tie in because they've been some blind spots that we've had overall. You know, for these other strategies like like retargeting or repurchases, like when what type of products do you typically implement those for? Where have you seen kind of the most value versus others that you don't see that that top line growth yeah so with a lot of these retargeting repurchasing it's you've got to think of the products that that people are buying more than once sure right so it's there's there's really two types of products right ones that you would subscribe to ones that you get once right like a coffee pot you buy it once you don't buy one but supplements you're buying those every month sure so right and that's where a lot of this conversation of retargeting repurchasing is you're either going after customers who used to buy your product and then stopped, or they're looking at one of your competitors and you're trying to steal them for a lifetime customer. Sure. So, and that's what I think, you know, I have no problem telling people that I'm like, Hey, you have a great product. It's, but you know, it's, it's probably not going to be the best for retargeting. Sure. It's just, you know, it's a one-time thing. It's super competitive. It's kind of a medium price point. Like let's focus on search for now maybe do some other strategies, but repurchasing might not be for everyone. Sure. So, you know, we've got costs going up and tacos going up. 
you get to look at a lot of different accounts and you get to see, you know, some trends. And so as you're looking at like maybe potential clients to take on, like what are some things that stick out when you're reviewing these brands? And, you know, there's some brands that come along and I look at it and say like, oh man, this is going to be so awesome for advertising. Like what, what's some key things that you see your trends or pieces that you're looking for when you're reviewing different accounts to know that they're going to be set up well for ads and long-term growth overall? Yep, that is an amazing question because I've been, right, I've, I mean, luckily I've been able to be quite picky with the brands I've been taking on lately. Sure. And I think you just said it there. I mean, they have to be set up for growth. So a couple things that I look for is, I mean, supply chain one is like, right, like if you guys had, what is your inventory issues that you're having? That's honestly the first part of the conversation. Sure. But it's, you know, what's your, what's your brand right now and where are you going to go with it? What products are you launching this year? More importantly, what countries are you launching into? Sure. Right? So we have a lot of guys that are in every single country. They've, they had most of their growth in the UK and Germany this year. Sure. And so we're able to really, really push that because cost per clicks are pretty steady there and it's easier to grow. Sure. And then I think just another one big thing, I'm really trying to just take on brands that are unique and that you can tell, right, they have some branding behind them. Sure. So, you know, none of the guys where there's, you know, there's already a thousand of the same product in Amazon. I'm sure, you know, we get reached out to buy those brands a lot. It's, it's really hard for us to help them because everyone is, you know, is doing that. So I like some brands that are very specific that I can lock into the product mm-hmm. and really be passionate about it and make sure that they are growing. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And we're kind of doing the same thing too. So we get to review a lot of accounts just like you do. And, um, you know, some of the key things I think for us too is it's that unique brand, that unique product. And it's the brand as a whole versus individual products. When I started in 2014 as a seller, you know, you could just launch all these random products and they do well. But over time, what's truly making you different? And having the ability with a solid brand to be able to now push cross purchases and repeat purchases, that's where you're getting a lot of the value because as ads prices go up, um, you've got to have a solid conversion rate to make that first sale make sense. (laughs) And then hopefully you've got repeat purchases and loyal customers coming back where now we can use some of these more like upper funnel strategies to bring them in because once we have them in for that initial purchase, now we can drive those repeat purchases and that loyalty where a lot of the value is. And so I think we're totally aligned there. It's like finding these unique brands that then you can use all your tools to really drive that loyalty, that high lifetime value of the customer, which is where a lot of the profitability is coming now from ads because profits or prices have been driven up so much on that initial sale. Yep, exactly. And that's just one quick thing there to touch on is, right, and it's just thinking that even if you're, you know, there's more to a brand than just Amazon, right? So if you have a brand, right, having it, those loyal customers, you know, and, and Facebook or other things, right, they, they want to have a, a kind of a, a catalog of products, right? Not just kind of a one, a one, one and done. You got to keep them and, right, make them loyal. So that's why it's so important. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So based off of this conversation, I guess any key takeaways that you have for people who are really battling higher tacos or increased prices, like, you know, any key things that you'd recommend trying out or trialing? Yeah, I I would say stay in your lane, focus on what's working. So what I've told a lot of my kind of medium sized clients is we've been testing a lot this past year. There's a lot of new ads. Focus on the on the basics. You know, if spend is going up, if tacos is going up 
focus on what's working, slowly grow your brand. And then right for the, for the bigger guys, maybe go quicker, right. <laughs> and then sure. grow and use all of your tools. But yeah, just, just don't go crazy with it. Know what's working and stick to it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So for people who are looking to find more about you or check out your content, where should they go? Yep. So again, just, just type in uh, my name in YouTube or advanced Amazon PPC in YouTube, and then email me directly amzluke at gmail.com. And again, my company is nomads with a Z. I love hearing from you guys. Even if you're small or big, I try to respond to everyone and just kind of educate more sellers and, and do whatever I can to help you. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely check out Lucas. He's got a ton of awesome content out there. So Lucas, as always, it was awesome having you on the show and I really appreciate your insights. Yep. Thanks a lot, Joe. It was, it was great talking with you. I hope we can, we can do it again sometime. Yeah. Yeah. And for those listening to that project podcast, appreciate you listening as always. Uh, make sure you join us for the next episode to cover more advanced Amazon PPC items. So join us next time. Thanks.